This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody, Tim McMaster here along with Bill Chastain, our MLB.com Rays reporter. Bill, spring training is kind of getting close to the end here. This is our last podcast of the offseason as the season gets underway next Thursday. So we'll do some big topics as far as looking ahead to the season. But before that, we do want to cover kind of the news and notes of this team this week right now. And you think about pitching, and obviously that's going to be one of the keys to this team for the Rays this season. And Chris Archer seems to be on a good track right now. He goes five and a third innings on Sunday. He's locked in to be that opening day starter. No runs, two hits. He struck out four. He threw 74 pitches. Uh, he seemed to be feeling really good about it afterwards as well, right? Yeah, I think he's in a good place. The uh, And I, I like what he's doing. You know, in the past, uh, most of the starters, you see them, they'll have uh, – you know, a long outing, and then they'll do a really short outing before their opening day start or their first start of the year. And he's decided to go on and cruise in with, you know, try to get to 100 pitches on Friday as his next start and then go into the his opening day start after that instead of doing the short outing. And I, I kind of like that, you know, and he, he spoke about, uh, you know, last year he found himself in the fifth inning and he hadn't been up to 100 pitches yet, you know, in spring training. And, and he, I think he felt kind of like this might be a better way to go about it. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense to me as well. I, I like your thinking there. Um, after that, it'll be Blake Snell for game two, and then things will get interesting. We'll, we'll save that note for later as far as game three goes. But how's Blake Snell been this spring in your mind? Blake Snell picked up right where he left off at the end of last season. He's pitching really well. Uh, you know, he'd made some mechanical adjustments at the end of last season that helped him finish strong. And uh, he looks like he's really confident and the guy that everybody thought he was going to be, uh, you know, when he was cruising through the Rays minor league system. You have a story up on the site about Joey Wendell. And I like the way you started it, Bill, the, the thinking back to the winter meetings and the Yankees getting Giancarlo Stanton and then the Rays countering with the addition of Joey Wendell, just the way the timing went. But that said, Wendell's been really good this spring, and he's right now he looks like he's got a spot um, on this roster on opening day. Yeah, I, I would say if it started this, this moment, uh, we'd probably have a platoon situation with Wendell and Daniel Robertson, you know, righty, lefty. Uh, when they first got him, they said he really feels well. And, of course, I was, you know, he hadn't done anything to change that, but I've been very impressed by the way he's hit. You know, he's, I've seen him get, uh, I think, two stand-up triples, some doubles, and, and uh, looking at his, uh, you know, the back of his baseball card, he had one minor league year there where he had 42 doubles. So uh, he shows some speed, and, I, I, you know, I think they might have gotten a good one here. I mean, what could change that he wouldn't be in that platoon situation? I, next I, can't re- I can't really see anything that would change that right now. Okay, very good. 
Uh, Malik Smith starting to get a little doubtful whether he'll be ready to go on opening day. Hasn't played since March 8th. It's a hamstring injury. Obviously, you want to be careful with hamstring injuries because they have a way of uh, not really going away if you don't really take care of them. So are they being extra cautious here, and does it matter to them if it takes a few extra days before he's ready? Well, the big thing to remember here is this is a guy who makes his living with his legs. So if they're off even a little bit, they're not going to want him, you know, out there. And they'll probably be in some cold weather sites to start the year. So, you know, they said it's not uh, out of the question, him being on the opening day, but it's getting close. I, I would almost say the odds are in favor of him not being on the opening day roster. Yeah, and I think that's probably the safe way to go. They have the outfield depth right now. They'll be okay. All right, I have, so, Bill, I have five questions that kind of sum up spring training and look ahead to the regular season. So we're going to go one at a time here for you. Uh, first of all, looking back on the spring, and I know there's still about a week to go, a little over a week, but looking back, what turned out to be the biggest storyline of this spring for the Rays? Well, it had to be when uh, they had said early in the spring that they were going to go with four starters for the first month of the year. And then they said they planned on using four starters at a bullpen day for the whole season. So in other words, their fifth starter is going to be a compilation of uh, uh, relievers. And uh, whenever they need that fifth start, that's what they'll do. Or, you know, maybe sometimes it's a, a starter needs a rest day. So they're going to, or an extra day in between starts. And maybe they'll plug that in there. But uh, I think it's going to be interesting to watch how they maneuver their personnel to handle this new uh, challenge. And we talked about it a, bit, a little bit last week. I think that there's going to be a lot of eyes on that situation because I know there's a lot of people around baseball that really like the idea of the bullpenning day. And if this works, it could certainly quickly spread around baseball depending on what kind of staff teams have. All right, next question is, what was the biggest position battle in the end this spring and who's winning it? Well, uh, I, I thought going in it was going to be second base and Right now, that looks like, you know, I mean, several of the candidates have, have uh, you know, gone elsewhere. you still got uh, Brad Miller could play some second, but I think he's going to probably be more first baseman. So I think it's going to be Daniel Robertson and uh, Joey Wendell. And, uh, you know, at the start, it looked like there was going to be a, a whole bunch of people in, involved in that uh, competition. Yeah, it certainly did. They always seem to figure themselves out and a platoon situation is certainly an interesting way to go and it'll be neat to see what Wendell can do all right next up what prospects stood out the most this spring which ones didn't I mean they, they've got it really looks like they've got the most prospects particularly offensive ones that I've seen you know since I've covered the team uh, you know we've talked before I really like Adamas I really like Jake Bowers just getting more seasoning is not going to hurt them uh, I, I think I think they're both you know, wouldn't embarrass themselves if they were on the major league roster, but how things go sometimes, uh, they're, they're not going to be there. And of course we saw Christian Arroyo. He looked good. Uh, didn't get to see as much of, uh, Jamie Schultz as I would have liked to, you know, he was kind of, uh, banged up a little bit. So, but I think the, what's coming up from underneath looks really good. And, of course, unfortunately, you didn't get to see enough of Brent Honeywell as he went down with the injury. And he'll miss 2018, but certainly still a bright prospect for the future of this Rays team. What's the biggest question mark entering the season? Uh, I think we go back to the, uh, to the four-man rotation with yeah. the bullpen day. Uh, you know, and if it works, you know, I, I think they'll look great. If, if it doesn't, you know, I think they'll just have to, you know, change around and you know it's not written in stone that if they start the season that way they've got to keep going that way but i, I think it's kind of neat they're they're trying something uh kind of outside the box well and the good news is if they if it doesn't work 
which obviously the, the team would like it to work. But if it doesn't work, it's not like they don't have the starting pitchers to plug in there if they need exactly. to. So, exactly. Yeah, so it's certainly a good position to be in to try it but not have to uh, stick to it if not necessary. All right, and the final question, Bill, and this is kind of big picture for this season. What has to go right this season in order for this team to contend? Well, obviously it's a team built on pitching and defense, so uh, those two things will have to go right. Uh, you'd like to see Gomez give them something offensively. Uh, Matt Duffy, you know, be strong and, and not, not on the uh, disabled list. And Matt and uh, Brad Miller come back from, uh, you know, what is he? Is he the nine home run guy from last year or the or nine or ten home run guy from last year or the 30 home run guy from two years ago? So, you know, all those could really make a difference offensively. And, uh, you know, like if Kiermaier could step it up offensively, that would help a lot. Uh, I think mostly it's going to be whether they can get the offense they need because I think they're going to have the defense on the pitching. And just on, on top of that, obviously the last two years this team has hit a lot of home runs that we didn't necessarily see as the way the Rays did things in the past, but they have the last couple of years not necessarily having enough people on base when those home runs were hit. But can this team still have that kind of power or are they going to go back to being the, the Rays teams that we've been more used to seeing over the years? I don't think they're going to have as much power, but I don't, I, I, I mean, home run power, but I think they're going to have some gap power. And, uh, you know, even Denard Spann looks like he's going to be a really good acquisition. And, you know, most of the spring we kind of thought are going into spring that they would flip him because he had the $11 million contract. But looks like he's going to be around. And he's been, despite the suggestion that he's old with his uh, gray beard, uh, he's been scooting around the bases pretty good and hitting pretty well. Bill, it's been fun doing these podcasts throughout the offseason. It's been a fascinating offseason for this Tampa Bay Rays organization for sure. Thanks for um, joining us every week for this. Okay, Tim. Thanks, buddy. All right. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Rays edition. For Bill Chastain, I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.